1: Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Genoa, and you're listening to the Going In
2: Raw podcast, because Joey Genoa always goes in raw. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny
3: Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye-bye. Hey, Rendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you can be listening to right here youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. little we'll notify bell next to it. How many likes do we want to get this episode up to, Larson? 12, I say
2: 1,200.
3: 395. That's all I ask for. I don't ask for a lot. Let's yeah. get to three ninety-five. Double that, and then we're good. Double that. Double that. Fine. Four hundred and sixty. Mm. You you win. Wow. Great. Yeah. <laughs> great it's math.
2: Great. great math. Awesome math. math.
3: Yeah. Uh, I want to give a shout out to some patrons. We did it in the NXT episode, but some people don't want to watch that. They'll watch this instead. Monty Pittman, Anthony Wood, Fernando Mendoza, uh, Samuel Cruz. DJ Booty Dan is back, and Nasty Habit, thank you very much for your support this week on bonus content. We played a little bit more of a, a AAA Lucha Heroes Del Ring yeah. with Psycho Frendo. Yeah. That's going up today.
2: He's kind of in and out of this particular narrative. Yeah, right. It's an overarching story. It is. It's, it's, it's a rich tapestry being drawn there, and, and Psycho Frendo plays but a role in it.
3: Absolutely. Uh, we also uh, power rank top... Uh, Non, uh, sorry, throwing together tag teams, tag team champions. Uh, That was a lot of fun on a bonus episode. And then, uh, what is today? Thursday? I'm sure we did one other one. I don't remember what it was, though. Anyways, uh, so thank you all for your support. We do appreciate it. Uh, And then we also have, I forgot, I got to mention this too. What? You guys have asked for it. Yeah. You've asked for it. All right. So we decided to do it. Done. Here we go. Where is it? I don't even know where
2: I put it. Oh, it's one of these here. Man, just building up the anticipation. The oh, drama know. is what People you're doing here. So they're like, oh, my goodness. What, what is it? Diamond?
3: Oh, look at that. That's right. Anti-cold yeah, garments. Those
2: are, those are hoodies, specifically.
3: So we went to the teespring.com and opened up a merch store there uh, because they have hoodies. Yes. And so this is a premium hoodie. I'm yeah. sorry. Premium anti-cold garment. Well,
2: it is a hoodie, though.
3: friend club, big on the back on the crest, little, I guess little right here. on the on the, the the left chest where the pocket would be if there was if this was a polo over your heart yeah over your heart because we should be your heart anyways uh yeah it's available now link is in the description uh, buy it if you want to if you don't want to buy it, it is cool too if you want to stay warm
2: you I'd recommend uh, maybe tri- you get a give and a try This is one option for sure absolutely and it's the only option with the friendo club logo on it that yeah. I'm aware of well, unless there's something on Redbubble. That's what I'm saying, I'm
3: aware yeah. of. Oh my goodness. Uh Mr. Dope is headed to Houston. Cool. To Planet Houston. Planet Houston. For the rumble. Awesome. He's terrified about boarding this plane. Why? Because because planes are they're kinda of scary, man. It's the go safest up. means of travel. Yeah, I know. You're right. It is. It isn't it like it's safer to be on a plane than like a train? Yeah. I think technically speaking, yeah. yeah. Like I always whenever I go on a plane, I always look at the uh the hostess, the hosts, the air, what do they call them? Flight attendants? Flight attendants, yeah. Didn't they used to be called hostesses? They used to be host- called stewardesses. Stewardesses, that's what I'm looking for. The flight attendants. And I'm like, how do these people
2: do this every, multiple times yeah. in a day? They're usually several times in a day. And they're cool as a cucumber. They sleep in a hotel and then do it the next day yeah. and they get a couple of days off.
3: And they just do that for a whole career. Yeah, man. Their entire lives. These take. For me, it's the takeoff. Because I'm like, oh, my God, I know somebody's not doing their job in air traffic control, so some other plane is taking off at the same time. Grrr! Get
2: T-boned. Everybody's dead.
3: So, Mr. Dope, hopefully you're, uh, you're okay.
2: Yeah, I never had I don't th- think that's going to happen to you. I never had any issues flying in, into Houston, getting out of Houston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's another issue.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a fun story. Glad, glad if I was going to go up in a ball of flames, it was going to be with you. Maybe I'm not so glad about that anyways.
2: Yeah. I don't know why you'd be glad about that. Uh,
3: I'm going to San Francisco later on today.
2: Yeah. Be safe. S- At least it's not raining.
3: sfsketchfest 2020.com. Yeah. yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. If
2: you want to see some quality sketch comedy, see, uh, meet Steve's, uh, four lights, co-host Jeff. Yeah. Um, the, Watch him, him in action. Go. Yeah. I'll
3: be in the milling about in the crowd. Yeah. Ha ha ha, laughing. Ha ha. ha, ha. Are you going to heckle? Yeah. Boo.
2: Get some tomatoes with you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Boo, I've seen your dirty undies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I used to throw pennies at you when you snored. That's totally true. That's a I shoot. Know. I used I to know. do
3: that. He used to snore because we shared a room. He used to snore. So I'd grab pennies. I'd keep pennies and I'd throw them just above his head so that it'll wake him up and. <laughs> And then it'd start over again. Uh-huh. And I'd hope that I can get to sleep before he started snoring what again. If, what
2: if in the midst of throwing, when he did the <laughs> penny went in the mouth? Uh, you know, you, it's,
3: you live and die.
2: Risk and reward. Collateral, collateral
3: damage. Collateral damage. I need my sleep. Sometimes I just accidentally, accidentally just beam him in the head with a penny. Yeah. If I was
2: extra salty that day. Yeah. Towards the tail end of our run as roommates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you anticipate anything like that occurring when you were like, sure, we'll share a room? Oh, it was a bad move. Mm-hmm. In
3: retrospect, I mean, look, it led to a. I I have nothing but fond memories. I was miserable at the time. I hated it. Like, I should have, we should have just not had the other roommate and mm-hmm. I moved into that room. Mm-hmm. You were the smart one in that particular oh, situation. Oh, I wasn't going to share a room. Hell no. Yeah, that was smart. I shared a room with my brother
2: uh, for a stretch growing up. and You had the experience. Yeah, I knew. Mm-mm. You had the experience. Like, I'm technically an adult now. I don't want to share a room with anybody. Yeah,
3: that was smart, man. That was smart. We're trying to save a dollar and a cent. Anyways, uh, AEW... Sometimes it's
2: worth spending a, little, a couple extra bucks for some uh, privacy and some peace yeah, of mind. Yeah, I art.
3: know. It was my it was my, uh, my parents' money, though, so I was trying to like help them as much as I could. I was very cognizant of them sending me to college on their own dime, mm-hmm. so I was just trying to, like, you know... No, that's the admirable. Because God, if I going to get a job. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have to focus on my education. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, oh, man. Uh, so AEW crowned new tag team
2: champions. Yeah, kicked off the show overall. It was an all right show. Um... Oh, I thought it was really good. That was fine. I thought it was all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the opening match was the best battle of the whole show. Um, um, and it cemented. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hangman Adam Page as one of the best things going to wrestling right now. Yeah, we agree on that. Man, he's so damn good.
3: 100%. We agree on that. give
2: him a little opportunity to showcase some personality, let him develop a character. Yeah. And the way he's building a the run with it, we talked about before we started, where... Uh, I keep expecting them to go overboard with the whole drinking thing mm-hmm. and they haven't done it yet. I thought he was going to show up drunk for this match. Yeah. Didn't happen. I mean, yeah. it's, he was in the ring like pointing out to people. It's like, yeah, I'll grab your beer after the match mm-hmm. in the ring. He's all business mm-hmm. uh, out of the ring. He's a lush. Yeah. And the way he can uh, uh, portray the simmering tension he has about still being involved with these elite guys, despite not really wanting to hang out with them um, is really understated. Yeah, It's really good uh they have yet possibly exist they could uh go uh overboard with it um, yeah
3: that yeah they might so i'm hoping they might think it's,
2: they might decide all right this is really good let's do too much of the good thing see and there would be too much
3: i don't know if they i don't know if they would see that's a very wwe thing it might just be in the natural course of storyline and it's not out of the out of the realm of possibility they would say okay well naturally where where will where would this go their tag team and partnership, their tag team championships and partnership would end up being lost because he eventually does show up to the ring inebriated mm-hmm. that's a distinct possibility and that's not something that and that's actually some logical storytelling that mm-hmm. could possibly happen mm-hmm. um, I hope they don't go that route because we've seen that legitimately in the ring before it was scary and it's not fun you don't want to mess around with that kind of stuff even if it's in a shoot If it's in a storyline capacity
2: well I think the idea of where they start the show and Kenny's looking for for Paige and he's already drunk mm-hmm. and, and, and Kenny's like all right we got an hour and a half to get you sober mm-hmm. before our main event title match. <laughs> yeah and so it's, it's the whole thing about trying to get him sober. And it's not so much that Paige is an ebre that caused him to lose. It's that Kenny's so damn exhausted yeah. from trying to sober him up, he doesn't have it during the match. Yeah.
3: Um, be interesting to see where SCU goes from here. Yeah. Uh, because obviously they feel like this story. And it is a very interesting one. You know, I, I really do appreciate that they started the year with the, the video thing that, you know, Cody's video or whatever it was saying, the Elite need to get back on top. I really love that the tag team of the elite, they're not the ones to come away with those tag titles. Now, that was a very clever, smart move mm-hmm. to have hangman Cause you and I both thought last week, okay, well they're going to make it, you know, they, they've made it to the tag team match and this is where it's going to all fall apart. Yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, and of course, hangman doing plenty of gloating about, you know, I beat the, I, you know, I went in there and I beat them up. Um, and then you know the young bucks come over and he's like, oh, these guys, yeah, you know,
2: like, oh, funny, we won these before you guys did." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know the young bucks are just they're 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 being just the right amount of overbearing and annoying. Yeah, right. In in in, in relation to uh, kind of vicariously living through Kenny and and Paige's success. Uh,
3: it, when can they take a hint? We mentioned this on the NXT show, just as an aside. When are these guys going to get a hint? Look, man, I understand that you're all friends and those guys are EVPs or whatever. But enough is enough. Do you want to win those titles or don't you? Stop palling around. I did see one little bit in the elite. I'm sorry, being the elite, when Hangman was like, Kenny, are you gonna really going to dress with these guys? We have a match against them. Why are you doing that? And he's got a darn good point. Mm-hmm. I'm on Hangman Page's side here. Yes. And on top of that, he crowd surfed.
2: That was amazing.
3: That was so great. Put
2: that heavyweight title
3: on Page already. That was so great. And here's the thing. Now I'd love to see it. He's getting to the point where I'm like, oh, okay, all right, now I see it. It was too soon before. Drunk Page, I love it. Yeah. I think it's fantastic.
2: It's fantastic. So let's get into this match. Uh, darn good match. Tons of fun. Uh, about halfway, uh, maybe a third of the way through, they, uh, SCU's got uh, Page isolated until he lays out Kazarian with the Lariat. He tries to go to the hot tag, get the hot tag to Kenny. Uh, Scorpio Sky drop kicks Omega off the apron, and then Kaz hits an I'm prettier. Gets a two. One thing that I I glean from this match is I really want to see, uh, if not one, at least a series of one-on-one matches between Scorpio Sky and Kenny Omega. Oh, yeah. Because I think that would be absolutely phenomenal. Oh, I think that would be great. Man, both of them are so good. So we get a a double clothesline spot with Paige and Kazarian. Uh, Eventually, Omega and Sky are tagged in. Uh, Kenny clears house, hits a Fishman Buster, and Scorpio Sky gets a two count. Uh, Omega and Paige. Uh, hit a standing shooting star press, moonsault combo. That earns him a two. And then Paige dies off the top rope onto Kazarian, who's in crowd. Mm -hmm. They really couldn't do any high-flying spots because, A, there was no mats around the ringside area. It was just deck. Yeah.
3: I I really liked the setup. I thought they did a really killer job. I mean, uh, you know, their Excalibur and, and Tony and JR were talking about the, the conditions, windy, but around 75. Yeah, looked, it looked pretty windy Seem, otherwise. Seemed it seemed lovely. The weather seemed, seemed nice. absolutely lovely. Everybody seemed to be having a good time.
2: Yeah. So Kenny goes for a one-winged angel. Scorpio Sky escapes. It's a Frankensteiner. Follows that with a TKO attempt, which Kenny escapes from. And then Paige tries to hit a buckshot lariat on Scorpio Sky. Mm-hmm. He moves. Mm-hmm. Kenny eats the buckshot lariat instead. Um, Sky follows with a TKO on Kenny. Paige hustles in, breaks up that pin. Um, and then Kazarian drops Page on the ramp with like a slingshot cutter. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Back of the ring, follows with like a DDT out the top rope on Kenny. That gets him a two count. Um, SCO, SCU goes for their finish. SCU later, Kenny gets out of that. Hits a V trigger on Scorpio Sky. Page and Kazarian, they're the legal men back in. Um, later on, Kenny goes for a V trigger. Scorpio Sky intercepts him with a jumping knee of his own. SCU do hit their finish. Uh, and then uh, Paige pushes Scorpio Sky into Kazarian while he's making cover to break up the pin. Uh, Page in, he's legal. He hits uh, Scorpio Sky with a buckshot in the ring, out of the ring, on the ramp, and then follows with another one immediately on Kazarian to get the win. Mm-hmm. He scores the pinfall win for his team. Yep. Uh, basically, as soon as the bell rings, like, Young Bucks teleport to the, the oh ring. Oh, my God, they were so they fast. They want to celebrate. Let these
3: guys just celebrate it's obvious it's obvious he doesn't want anything to do with you Mm -hmm. i've seen it on being the elite we've seen it on dynamite yeah leave the man alone i know you want to go see kenny fine wait till later wait till he makes his way backstage right you know what page is going to do he's going to go drink so wait till he's got his best friend beer
2: with him just the look of annoyance on
1: page's face when he sees the
2: bucks in there he's like
1: what are you
3: guys
2: doing yeah yeah but
3: here's the he's thing like, it I'm, wasn't so obvious it wasn't so obvious it was you You see you see it but he's not being cartoonish about no it. no he's I, being he, what comes off
2: as very uh authentic and then like there's conversation between him and he's like pointing at the belt like we just won yeah. let us have it some time yeah. and then he leaves and he grabs a beer uh downs it uh hops into the crowd and he crowd surfs from the barricade area all the way up to the stage. Yeah, it was while awesome.
3: drinking a beer. While drinking a beer, and he had very good
2: balance with I've it.
3: I've never had the pleasure of crowd surfing before.
2: Yeah, much less crowd surfing while drinking a beer.
3: I would think that it's not you're 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 not on obviously terra firma. Yeah, it'd be difficult to balance something like a drink. But man, he got it down pretty good. Yeah, man,
2: yeah. he's a professional wrestler, maybe drinker too. Evidently, well, he chugs those beers, well. man.
3: I know, it's impressive.
2: So uh, they're making a star, Hangman Page, at least in my eyes. He's far and away in, the most interesting character going on in AEW right in now. In mine as well, because I've, um,
3: I've seen he's had everything except for that, except for like like people have connected with him, but he's needed some journey people can go on.
2: That's with relatable him. too. Yeah, and this is relatable. Yeah, sure. You know, you you start this huge thing with these guys you think are your friend, you think you're on the the verge of massive success, and you know the way they kind of here's the thing too is if they had booked him with you know like some strong creative and had him rack a bunch of wins out of the gate this wouldn't be effective at all mm. this feels earned yeah because he lost a ton coming into this thing where he thought he was gonna be a huge star turning down probably massive money from WWE mm-hmm. um, and, and potentially huge opportunity there to come here and he's like floundering yeah And because he's not doing well, he feels alienated from his friends. Mm. And so he only has one friend now. Beer. 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 Sweet booze. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And everything's very relatable. Yeah. So. it's good stuff. I I think it's really good. It is.
3: I am kind of curious. So, and I I do, I think they're going by the philosophy of, you know, Cody's, there are no good guys, no bad guys. They're just guys. Yeah. And women. Um, But the crowd obviously loves hangman. Mm-hmm. Do you think the crowd will start to split based on whose side they relate to more? I mean, it's not like the young, Bucks, look in my eyes, the young bucks are being annoying, but let's fit. They're not doing anything that other than trying to support their friend. Yeah. Uh And hangman, obviously he's got, but he's acting also. I mean, the other side of that is, man, why can't this guy be, you know, cool with his friends? We want to see the elite be all happy, friendly yeah. together. Yeah. Um, I wonder how the crea- how the crowd down the line is going to react, or or where they're going to take this Hangman thing, and if they start going into ground where he starts becoming a bit more of a dick. I'm really curious to see how they're going to play this out. Yeah, because exactly. I like la- I really like. There's no like, oh, it's a heel turner. Oh, these guys are good guys or a bad guy. It's just a situation between people.
2: Well, it's, it's a situation because sometimes when in the past when Cody has mentioned, there's no no faces, no heels. We're all just people it's uh, it's 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 it they'll apply that when they need to for a particular story but it just changes based on the story being told with yeah. page this seems like a through line mm-hmm. yeah this isn't just okay we need him to heal him up here a little bit just for the sake of telling this story for the next couple months and then when that's over we can just transition back to whatever he wants to be because sometimes when that happens too much it's like all right i have no sense of who this person is it's yeah. it's, it's not complex you're just you're, you're just, it's just flip-flopping for the sake of these short-term stories but this is a, a, a through line through everything he does, and we all understand it. But understand it, it's relatable. Um, and then, yeah, you, you, you want to know where it's going to go. You want to know if there's going to be an outburst on his part, or the Young Bucks' part, or mm-hmm. Kenny's part. Um, you know, is, is, is he going to take things too far at any point in terms of the drinking stuff?
3: Where is this going to land us at uh, full gear? Where you mean, the, revolution? I'm sorry, revolution, yeah. Who, I mean, who are they the, defending against?
2: The, the, the most interesting matchup would be them against the Young Bucks for the titles. Seems too soon, though. It
3: potentially does. Seems too soon. Seems too soon. Maybe at uh, February, March, April. May. May. Maybe at Double or Nothing. Yeah. Two, if they do that. Um, so, uh, so yeah. But at some point, that has to be the match. Oh, that's definitely going to be the match. That's definitely going to be the match. And it's going to be very interesting to see Kenny being torn between the two of them. Uh, this is all really good stuff. Yeah. It's like my favorite story they got going right now. Yeah. Um, besides, of course, uh, uh, Mox wearing DDP rib tape on his head. On his face, yeah.
1: You can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
3: After that, we had women's division action. Priscilla Kelly taking on Britt Baker, the dentist. Uh, This match was sort of more just to get us to Britt Baker talking crap to Tony Schiavone.
2: Yeah. uh, Although I
3: guess it could have been a bit of a tryout for Priscilla Kelly as well.
2: Um. Well, this is, oh yes, yeah, this is her first one-on-one match. She was in the battle royal at All Out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they, they, they seemed like they were kind of slow burning the Brit heel turn, and then till they weren't. They really uh, turned up the fire on that particular uh character change.
3: Yeah, they sort of just started pulling all the levers on. On here's what to say as a heel now. Yeah. Because Tony after the match. So the match was what it was. Um, uh, Britt Baker ended up, uh, winning with her, uh, lock animal jaw. Claw, the lockjaw. Yeah. Uh, and Priscilla had some, she had some high moments here. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. In the end, so Shivani comes in and says, uh, Hey, he he like he kind of chastised her a little well, bit. Well,
2: he says, you know, hey, you know, the end of that match might not been on the up and up. I guess that means referring pushing off the ropes to reposition okay, uh, sure. Priscilla in the ring. But earlier on, she did grab Priscilla Kelly by the hair. Yeah, which you're not supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and and then yeah, she proceeded to talk a whole bunch of trash to Tony Schiavone. Says, hey Tony, you know, I, I understand. You know, we know this is your meal ticket. You, you know, this is you're not working. You, you know, he used to work at Starbucks. Yeah,
3: and there was a great moment where he looks, ba- he looks away, and he and he mouths, "What the f?"
2: Well, it's because she said, uh, "What was that first line?" No, first she just brought up him working at Starbucks, and then yeah. later on she says, "Called him a shitty barista," yeah. and that's when he did the. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was great. And if that was if it was her crap talking to Tony, I thought it'd been pretty good. Um, but then it just it was it was a catch all heel promo. She started talking about how, uh, how great she looks. She's a role model for everybody. Yeah. Uh, that she's the hottest woman on the boat. Uh-huh. And that also, she's brilliant. Oh, yeah, and I'm a dentist. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just feel like focus on. Maybe just, pick one. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was way too broad.
3: Yeah. Um, and apparently it went on and on because, like, they went to commercial. Yeah. During it.
2: And I, was kinda, I thought it'd been kind of funny if they went to commercial and come back. Yeah, And then she wraps it up. I know. It's like she's berating Tony the for two and time. a half minutes. Yeah, that could have been good. But we come back from commercial and it's on to the next match. I'm like, it'd have been great. Is if he goes over there and he
3: says, "Hey, you know, the the end of that match, you know, could have been what? What was the what was the phrase he used? I forget. He's the end of the match. I think he, I don't said, know, he it.
2: said he uh, was, wasn't on the up and up
0: or something
3: yeah, like yeah, that. something like that. Yeah. yeah, she should have just you know kicked him in the balls and been like, is that on the up and up? And yeah. then like stormed off or because th- it was just rambling. Yeah, it was. Just it needed focus. is what it needed. It did, and I feel like a swift kick to the balls, to the man zone. Yes, to Tony Schiavone's manscaped. Hopefully, using hopefully. lawnmower three Hopefully, if he she keeps, just given
2: a, he keeps his facial hair. Uh, you would think nice he would clean, do the same so, with yeah, his undercarriage.
3: That's no. not really a picture I want. Uh, <laughs> you know, a swift kick to that. It's it's much more punctuating than her just sort of talking a little bit of crap.
2: I know it'd be good too. I mean, if they did things how they did, they come back after commercial, and she just says, "All right." Get me some coffee now. let <laughs> <laughs> go. Yeah, exactly. Go.
3: Yeah. Anyways, after that we had Jurassic Express versus the Inner Circle. Uh, it was the team of uh, Ortiz, Santana, and uh, Jericho, right? Yeah. The team? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Xlax and Y2J.
3: Yeah. Um, and this is a fun match. I thought it was yeah. fun. Uh, I, li- I like Marco Stun. He's fun to watch, and I like Luchasaurus. I like I like that Luchasaurus doesn't do. Uh, he, he he keeps the, his move set fairly simple, but they, all of his moves look really cool. Mm-hmm. Like where he does the big boot, but his boot comes down with the guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like I he probably doesn't want to. Those big dudes, they always have to be careful. I know, and not get themselves injured.
2: Yeah, and so well, when he I keeps also it f- like I that. feel like a guy that large who who is doing spin kicks and stuff. There's potential, a lot of momentum, a lot of force coming around when uh, that connects. So I kind of feel like, and I could be wrong about this, like when he does it, he's really doing it like 85% speed. Oh, yeah, sure. So not to get the full amount of torque on that spin kick because he can probably legit knock somebody out with one of those tail whips. Yeah. Because he's a big dude. He's a big dude. Uh, So we get Jericho and Jungle Boy, Jack Perry to start. Uh, Jack's working over Jericho uh, pretty good. Uh, Eventually, though, uh, Jungle Boy misses a drop kick. Ortiz, his gimmick now is just like scratch people's backs. Mm -hmm. That's like all he does now anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he like he
3: like mugs to the camera a lot. Yeah. Do they do that in TNA? Not as much. I feel like not as much. I feel like they're a bit more grounded in TNA.
2: Yeah, I feel that way too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so Winter Circle, like Jungle Boy is isolated for like two-thirds of this match, it felt like. Marco got in a little bit. He got some offense in. Where it looked like it was pretty obvious a tag happened and Aubrey was looking right at him. Mm-hmm. But she was like, no, no tag. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah, I know. You know. Um. Uh, anyways, uh, Jungle Boy eventually, though, hits the Poison Rana, gets the tag to Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus clears house with a bunch of kicks. Double choke slam to Ortiz and Jericho, Falls with a standing Moose Salt, and Jericho gets a two. And then Jake Hager comes up behind Luchasaurus, clubs him. There was a mystery tag at some point there where Marco did get tagged in. Yeah. Because Luchasaurus just fights up the ramp with Jake Hager. Uh, Marco goes up top, hits a 450 on Jericho, gets a two and then uh, Marco tries for three uh, pinning combination, Jericho kicks out of each of them, and then it hits a Judas Effect to get the win.
3: It's funny, because it, it sort of outlines, and this is not, when you when you pull a bunch of people from the indies and put them on it consistently in front of TV, you're gonna see stuff like this. Um, it is. It does sort of put a bigger, it makes me appreciate what I see in NXT, and on like WWE main roster more, because the tags in NXT, for example, in the matches we saw this week, they're so seamless, and they're always caught on camera. They're always they always make sense, and they're always so crisp. And I've never I've never given it any thought until everybody starts talking about AEW. It's like oh, you need to, you know tags have to matter and this and that and the other one. And uh, I don't know. It's just one of those interesting things. I honestly think that AEW gets by far more on charm of its product mm-hmm. than sticking to the nuts and bolts of like all the, the the rules of wrestling the rules of wrestling yeah and i think i know there there's people who out there are like oh no you need to do all that stuff and i get it i understand you know it's okay to be a stickler for details yeah but uh but i don't know it's it's an interesting juxtaposition it is. it's just interesting to see where they're pulling people from um people that are wildly over
2: mm-hmm.
3: um but still don't have the polish of a wwe product yeah um, just interesting to yeah. take a look at both of them.
2: Yeah. Uh, after that, we had MJF Cody video package highlighting you know the ongoing saga between them. That leads to an MJF match against Joey Janela. Uh, early on, uh, MJF offers his hand to Joey. Joey's like, "All right, fine." And then MJF just spits in his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, leaves the ring, starts walking up the ramp. Joey follows. Uh, MJF sticks his thumbs in his eyes. Um, charges towards Joey. Joey backdrops MJF to the ring. He goes up top. MJF rolls out to the opposite corner. Uh, gets Or rolls to the opposite corner, sorry. Uh, stands up, puts Aubrey Edwards in front of him. Joey moves her out of the way. And then MJF decks Joey with a forearm. He has control. Um, during the commercial, Joey turns the tables. He hits MJF with the superplex. We come back. Joey goes up the top rope. Kip, Sabian, and Penelope Ford come out to the stage, and they just start making out.
3: Yeah, man. Hot action right there. Yeah. Joey Janelle's grossed out. Unlike everybody else. You know, I understand why he is. You know, he's had that before. (laughs) does want to see that with somebody else. Guess not. All the rest of us, we enjoy watching attractive people suck in face. All
2: right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So he goes for the top rope elbow because he's up there staring at his ex, and her new bow up there, mm-hmm. sucking face, as mm-hmm, you put it. Sucking face. He waits too long. MJF moves out of the way of the elbow. He hits double cross. That's what he's calling the cross. Was so Joey had a heck of a sell. He's playing himself right on the top of his head. I know. Ow. That was rad. That looked great. So, MJF wins. That's where he calls for the mic. And he goes, yeah. Because Cody last week talked about how uh, MJF just, you know, is just another chapter in Cody's story. Mm-hmm. MJF says, yeah, you're right. I'm the last chapter in your story. Yeah. Um, Cody comes down to the ring. Uh, MJF reminds him, hey, you can't put a finger on me. Um, and then MJF is like, all right, you can say, you know, it's your time now. You can say your piece. Here you go. And then drops the mic at his feet. Yeah. And then Cody's like, okay. He goes big and then he kicks it. Kicks it. Um, eventually, uh, Cody gets the mic. MJF starts to walk up the ramp. Uh, Cody's talking. He's like, yeah, you're right. I can't lay a finger on you. Um, and the, all the while the young, bucks are sneaky young bucks sneaking up behind MJF. Um, and then, uh, they hit him with stereo super kicks, uh, take him over to the pool, toss him in the pool. Yeah. It was a good moment. Yeah. It was a good little moment right
3: there. So Cody has gotten around the claws. I can't touch you cause he knows
2: people and they can touch him. Exactly. exactly. Oh, a lot of people talk about Jericho's entrance for his match. That was great to have the entire crowd singing Judas. Oh, man. And that was really cool. And they're all,
3: thank you, Jericho.
2: I and, know. And they had the the sparklers. Yeah. And he walked by him. and he was doing this. So I was getting <laughs> his eye. Yeah. That was good stuff. That was really good stuff.
3: Uh, after that, we had uh, the uh, Kenny Omega Hangman Page interview. They're already in their civilian clothes. Hangman drink in hand. Uh, Kenny had a tea yeah, he had in some his tea. hand. Kenny doesn't drink. No. Well, uh, he drinks tea. He only drinks tea. He drinks, it's not
2: alcohol. Not alcohol. Uh, um, he's a so totaler. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the first question I think was for Kenny. He <laughs> the answered it. list. And then uh, <laughs> Tony asked Paige a question. And then Paige starts to answer. And then Tony cuts him off.
3: Why is everybody being a dick to Paige? I don't know. Yeah. But he was like, <sighs> he said, thank you. Congratulations. And then he goes back he's and he like, starts talking to, to Kenny, Kenny about, about Pac. Pac, yeah. Pac,
2: I mean. Um, uh, Kenny calls Pac human excrement. Yeah. That was great. He's not going to say the S word. He's Kenny Omega. Yeah, no. Pure of heart. And he says, right now, my priority is fitting these tag tiles with uh, one of my best friends in the world, yeah. Adam Page. Yeah. Um, and I'll get to around. Pac, you'll get your match eventually. Yeah. And then the Young Bucks. Annoying. Come. Annoying. And it's like, because it, they're, they're right around Kenny, and Page is, is on his side of the frame with Shivani. But, I mean, like, the Young Bucks are little like dick right behind he's, Kenny. He's in
3: a shit sandwich, man. He's got, you know
2: idiot shivani on, on one side crap barista on one side yeah annoying young barista. bucks on the other side <laughs> exactly and so uh the young bucks are like hey you know it's awesome um and Paige is like oh yeah i bet you're surprised that uh we won these before you did huh yeah uh, and you can see just kenny like
0: oh
3: yeah. so awkward yeah oh, i know he doesn't like them they can't really get the hint but they're still my best friends and he's my best friend it's just awkward yeah all it was great yeah it was really good
2: really good stuff because you feel for Kenny in this situation you really do you really do and that brings us to our main event Pac Pac dude Pac when are
3: you going to show him the respect you bastard
2: he'll know your face off
3: you bastard
2: <laughs> Pac versus John Moxley with DD rib tape on feel his like, eye I feel like Pac is just a, like a cooler name than Pac
3: well he has decided otherwise I and you are not
2: you're, it's not to you. I'm K, well, I'm kayfabe in his name to my liking. Oh, my goodness. Pac. Uh, Jericho shows up on commentary. It's called a bunch of people stupid idiots.
3: Yeah, I like that. I thought I thought he was good on commentary. He was good because he was actively rooting for Pac. Yeah, I know. He just doesn't want Moxley, even though Moxley mm. is now the one-eyed guy. He starts, yeah, bleeding, I know.
2: He starts bleeding underneath his bandage. Yeah, that was gross. <laughs> that, was, that was disgusting. That was nasty. So <laughs> early on, yeah, Pac lifts up the eye bandage and starts hitting some cross faces across his... His lame eye, yeah. I think <laughs> it starts bleeding. They
3: should, they should gimmick like a fake eye that pops out. Oh, right I know. Underneath. Well, I guess
2: I think of the Jericho crews. Like Mox is wearing an eye patch the whole time. I like. He should. That's good. I saw one picture of him with, uh, shoot, what was it Marco and Janela with Ric Flair? Yeah, and yeah. he had the eye patch. On.
3: I know. He should. That's he really that's should. good. Like you know, we've had this discussion before. Certain situations, man, you gotta keep k Fable up. Yeah, no, you do. This is
2: one of those you got to.
3: The Jericho crews, I feel like they should, for the most part, kind of be in character. Well,
2: here's why: because it, you're basically putting on a show for how many days? Yes, exactly. So when you're even when you're not in the ring, you still you're still you have to be in character. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're just going out to the grocery store, fine, don't wear the eye patch. Do you have dedicate? You know, you were the one who was saying
3: Daniel Bryan shouldn't have used fake hair. No. I think you should be held to the same standard then. If you're going to shoot the hair, if you're going to keep the hair shoot, when you go to the grocery store, no, keep K-fabe no, alive. No, people need to have lives.
2: These people need to have some semblance of normal life.
3: Well, I'm not saying that like...
2: You're you probably saying that Mox has to wear the eye patch everywhere in public. Yes. No.
3: I mean, dude, you got Postmates these days. Why do you need to go out anyways? Uh, you don't have to go anywhere.
2: I, I assume most people don't enjoy being shut-ins.
3: Well, it's just the duration of the yeah the kayfabe injury. What's That's the big another deal? month?
2: Oh, that ain't nothing. It's a month. You can't go out in public without wearing an Thirty days.
3: Yeah, are you dedicated to the craft or aren't you? All
2: right, eye patch challenge, Steve. You try to wear an eye patch when you go out in public for thirty days.
3: Well, I'm not getting paid friggin' uh, mocks
2: money. I'll buy you a Mountain Mike's uh, large meat pizza if you can accomplish well, it. Well, I'm going to get that on Sunday anyways. Oh, from you're going to spring for Mountain Mike's? No, we're going to spring for Oh, <laughs> well, you said you're going to get it. So <laughs>
3: We sold two of these uh, anti-cold garments. Yeah. That's, that's our Mountain, that's our Mike, Mountain, Mountain Mike's, right Mike's fun there. right there. Exactly, yeah.
2: Yep. Uh, so, the, of course, the story of this was Mox has that giant target on his eye. Yeah. That rib tape across it. Uh, Pac obviously targets it. Yeah, of course. Um, we go to commercial. We come back. Uh, Pock gets a missile drop kick. Uh, Mox pretty much no sells it. Gets up response to clothesline. They're both selling stuff. This bit was great. Uh, Pac does a jawbreaker, but to Mox's bad eye. uh uh-huh, yeah. That was awesome. uh puts, is a big target, basically. Yeah, I know. Puts Mox on the top rope. Goes for a superplex. Mox pushes him up. Goes for an elbow. Pac gets his knees up. Locks in a brutalizer. No. Mox rolls through for a pinning combo. Gets a two. Uh, oh man When Pac started doing The quad of kicks To Mox's face Yeah Man quad of kicks Might be my second favorite move in wrestling Behind a good chop It's good stuff It's great You just grab someone By the hair And kick their face repeatedly Yeah I oh, like that man.
3: I kind of prefer this to The Danielson stomps though. I like those too Because you
2: got the arms For leverage Leverage exactly You're Just doing
3: this Oh I love it yeah. It's great But quad yeah. kicks Are great
2: too Quad of kicks Makes it seem like The person taking the kicks Are kind of like Powerless to do anything about it Right exactly Because it seems like You really should be able To stand up Yeah And yet you can't Yeah Thing of hair Danielson stomps. I understand you're like you really can't do much. Can't do anything. He's, got, got, wrist he's, he's got, got wrist lock. He's got wrist lock control. He's got wrist control both yeah. your wrists. Uh, uh, he goes with the top rope. Goes uh, Pock that is. Goes for a black arrow. Moss gets he, his knees up. Gets a cover. Only a two count. Tries for a sleeper, but Pac tosses him off. Uh, Ooh, toss hits him a off. German suplex. Both men are down. Pock eventually gets back up. Tries for another black arrow. Misses. Mox goes the top rope this time. Pock meets him up there hits the superplex, follows the brutalizer. Mox just barely gets to that bottom rope though. And that's when Pack, Pac. thank you, takes the eye bandage off, tosses it into the crowd. just kind of grows it. That's real blood pouring out of there. It'd be awesome if you put like a little blood pack underneath. I know. And then as soon as it gets hit, it's just Oh, it should be a squib. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. everywhere. Um, and then he starts punching Mox in the eye. If, yeah. Uh, eventually though, Mox hits a, uh, a double underhook DDT Kind of out of nowhere, falls with Paradigm Shift to get himself the win. Mm-hmm. So Mox is your number one contender. He's going to take on Jericho, and Jericho's like, uh Very not happy about that. Uh, not happy. Good stuff. Let's answer some questions. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Ryan
3: ahead. Luckman, what's your least favorite aspect of Dynamite? Obvious answers excluded. It's funny because I don't. People always complain about the audio issues, and while I understand you want a product that comes off as professional, it's never really bugged me before. Like it bugs me more because most of the time it's just because the crowd can't hear it, which I understand. Mm-hmm. It's probably annoying for the crowd, but I don't really care. Um, least favorite aspect of Dynamite uh, obvious answers excluded. Like my biggest issue with dynamite right now, which is obvious is the women's division. I think yeah, it's, it's lacking. Focus. And this week wasn't any better.
2: No, it just completely lacks focus.
3: Um,
4: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done. Well, I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. well,
0: Get started at angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.
1: You ready?
3: Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy.
0: Let's
1: do it
3: later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall
1: guy. That's what the poster said?
3: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy.
1: Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13.
3: <sighs> I feel like everything is an obvious answer though. That's the problem. There's nothing really that bugs me about it.
2: Uh, the only thing that kind of bugs is I, I feel like XLAX and the Lucha Bros are kind of underutilized. I mean, they're on TV regularly, but... You think they have bigger roles? Yeah, they're all massive stars. Yeah. And then they, they said, you know, they there is a huge emphasis on tag team wrestling, which they said they're going to do. But they're also like, yeah, we're going to make it so tag teams can make event. And every week it's the, it's the tag team match that opens the show and not closes it. Yeah. Yeah. No, to an extent I understand that. It's a, it's a
3: tough, yeah, I know. The, it's like
2: like tag team, really good tag team wrestling, get a crowd really hyped for a show. I understand you want to open your show with a hot match, get the crowd into it. Makes tons of sense. Get it entirely. Uh, Apparently they're introducing a trios title. That's what Kenny by said. next year or something like that. Like at some point after yesterday's tapings, yeah. Yeah.
3: So how do you feel about that?
2: I almost kind of wish they do something a little different. Do like an intergender tag team titles or, or tornado tag titles or something different Yeah, than just six-man.
3: When I saw the, the six-man match yesterday, I was like, yeah, they kind of do. Because they do have a lot of – or they do have a few anyways, mm-hmm. guys that probably need more stuff to do. But, no, I agree with you. Like, there isn't – if they were really treating the tag situation the way they said they would – like it, it's. I think it's probably still. It's better than
2: NXT's tag division. Oh yeah, it's way deeper. That's for sure.
3: But what are they doing with it? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you.
2: Um,
3: it's like else? I, no, oh. no. I just. I, I, so I feel like. So their a story is really good. Like the Cody thing is really good. They've got two. They got Jericho, Moxley. That's decent. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's all right. They've got Cody, MJF. That's pretty good. That's
2: pretty good. The paid stuff is really
3: good. That's really good, and that's concerning the tag division. That's basically the tag division story going on right now. And
2: there's just nothing. Yeah, there's nothing going on really in the tag division below the A story. There's A story and nothing.
3: Yeah, there's no real. There isn't really. It's funny because we've said like they they have like a mid card division. But they don't really do much with them except for use them to put over guys who you know are going to go over anyways. Like Darby Allin keeps on having matches, and
2: they're fantastic matches. He just keeps losing them. But he keeps on losing them. Here's the thing that bugs me. I mean, this is obvious. Like power rankings don't really mean anything because like Mox has been number one ranked for weeks. Yeah. Weeks. And yet he has to have this match against Pac to actually earn the, number one, the title shot.
3: I thought that that was I, – yeah, I thought that was already in stone before they said, oh, that's going to be the number one. I
2: know. Yeah. And then the same thing with that. Uh, uh, was it that uh, match between the triple threat match with the Kenny and Hangman mm-hmm. Xlax yeah. best friends match? Like going into that match, Xlax was number of contenders. Yeah, they never got their title shot. Yeah, they've done that a couple times. I know. So, anyways, Nixie uh, Moxley will be at Toy Con in Vegas this year, and I'm getting a pick with him. I have a pick with Seth already, and just need Roman to complete the trio.
3: Oh, oh there you go uh jimmy thomas i love how hangman's story is that he feels like he's in the rest of the elite shadow and deals with it with alcohol also i chuckle at jr and tony covering their faces when the pyro went off anytime i'm not a fan of being there live when pyro's going off you can attest to that yeah you don't like pyro i don't like it loud noise is not into i
2: love it it. i love the pyro i'm like a dog
3: (laughs) You get scared by pyro pretty much uh
2: tommy cat just says hashtag save matt chat There's Matt Chat this week. Matt Chat's not going anywhere anytime soon. We talked about it uh, earlier in the week. Uh, Changing a few things. Primarily, though, just kind of asking uh, Matt Chat regular to keep things topical. I think the show performs better. Uh, Gives us more to talk about um, when the the topics are topical. Relevant Mm -hmm. to what's going on currently in the world of professional wrestling. Yeah. So, we'll give that a try. See what it does and uh, 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 go from there. Uh, Joe Juarez, prime Ric Flair on the Jericho Cruise. Prime Ric Flair. What did he do? I don't know. Did he <laughs> did he whip it out? I hope not. James McBreen, how great was MJF calling Joey Janela Jelly? I missed that. Oh, I missed that too.
3: Uh, uh Ricko, so definitely had a crazy pop for Hangman and Kenny's win. Were you guys shocked or did it make sense? I was not shocked. I thought it was a distinct. I thought it was a distinct possibility um i didn't think it was gonna happen but when i heard about it because i i had it spoiled for me mm-hmm. um i wasn't shocked at all i was like oh, okay cool i'm glad i was happy that it means they're extending the storyline into more interesting territory
2: yes so i was glad they did that and it's it's good they realize there's something good going on they they they're they're working with it adrian c was that brit baker promo the cringiest of 2020 so far also, they sure did go from zero to sixty on the heel turn. Didn't they? Should have been more of a bit of a slow burn, much like the Hangman story. Yeah, it should have been a slow burn. It
3: hasn't been focused. There hasn't been like solid reasons for her to be acting like a dick. All well of a
2: on her lower third, it said frustrated that she never, never won the AEW women's title. Like sometimes they'll yeah. put character motivation on the, the the top line of their lower third when they come out for a match. Yeah, yeah. So that was your motivation right there. Was it the cringiest? No. Shivani kind of saved it with his reaction. What's been the cringiest promo?
3: I know there's been some bad ones. Yeah. You're
2: still young, too, so.
3: I would say that that was probably for me on par with Tony Storm last week or two weeks ago whenever she came out and said, Remember that song I beat you um, Twice?
2: Nice. I just think if Brit's promo was focused. Like, that, the thing she shot in advance of her match again. B. Priestley was great. It was really good. I know. It was really good because it was focused. I know. It was focused. And by all yeah. accounts, like, she did that herself. Yeah. She took, yeah. brought herself up to Atlanta, drove or I don't know if she's living in Pittsburgh. I assume she's living in Orlando. I think
3: they said that she flew. I think she okay, flew.
2: Okay, so flew from Orlando to the, it's like an hour drive, so I wasn't sure if she would drive from Orlando to, to Atlanta. Assuming right, she lives yeah. in Orlando with Adam yeah. Cole, I don't know. Um and uh, and did that herself, or made sure it was produced because mm-hmm. she thought it would add to the match, which it did. It was re- it was great. Yeah, it was, and it was focused. So I think this is just a situation where it just wasn't focused. If yeah. she just if because she, she like addressed like six different lanes, if she would picked one and just went with that, I think I think it would have been fine.
3: It's the uh, you know sometimes you'll uh, so much was made about WWE scripts or promos. Sometimes you need a little bit of scripting or at least sometimes you just need some direction and some focus. Yeah. But here's the thing for all, dude, for all we know, for all we know, a lot of stuff we don't know for all we know, they gave her direction and focus and you're out there and you don't have words to remember. Mm -hmm. And so you lose your focus and you start going off in a different direction. Like that might be the case. And I don't know. It's honestly, it seems like a wrestler to wrestler basis where Sometimes maybe they're better served by with scripts. Could
2: be. Sometimes maybe they're not. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Seems um, obvious. We have some more nominees for cringiest promo. Cassandra says, any Lana promo? Uh, yeah. There, she's had some bad ones. Dang MQ says, uh, any King Corbin promo?
3: Well, I don't know if I'd call them cringy. They're just boring. But he doesn't stumble. <laughs>
2: Cassandra said Street Profits backstage talking about the multiverse. Oh, that was the worst. Monday after weekend update this week was pretty cringy.
3: And it, dude, and that's the case where scripted promos are like terrible because all that that uh, Angelo Dawkins stuff was so over-scripted.
2: Yeah, and he kind of forgot his lines at
3: one point. Oh, and then the, the Monday thing is terrible. Yeah, the Monday after weekend update or whatever. Yeah, that was bad. That's awful stuff. Yeah, the multiverse, that's a good one. That's, oh, he just lost himself like, you poor bastard. How could they do that to you? Just shove paragraphs of like a Neil deGrasse Tyson verbiage mm-hmm. in here front of and you. Here, Moments. Here, Have Angelo. Have a
2: match. Host Cosmos. Yeah, exactly. And wasn't it like right after a match also? Yeah. That was terrible. I know. Like sometimes they ask these performers to, <laughs> to, 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 to do a match and then it's like, oh, here, here's two pages of dialogue you got to recite. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they get that script five minutes before they do it. Yeah. At least hosting your are hosting Cosmos, gets what you get? A teleprompter. <laughs> you gotta read the words off the screen. You think they on Cosmos, you think they're
3: reading a yeah. teleprompter? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You don't think Neil, Or
2: at least they get the benefit of doing multiple takes.
3: Cosmos is the Neil deGrasse Tyson
2: one. Right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was I assume there were stand ups in there.
3: Oh, I'm not saying he does live. I'm saying that yeah, no, he is. Yeah. He's doing it to the camera. I think that he probably memorizes lines though.
2: He might, but there's. there's, there's. I don't think there's like huge chunks of dialogue. I don't remember from like the stand up segments that so there's huge chunks It's all chunks green of screen because
3: he's in a cheesy spaceship. Oh, like yeah. Like a spaceship yeah, of the yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. <laughs> about that? Uh, I
2: love that show, though. I, I think they're bringing it back. That's cool.
3: Yeah, I'm happy about that. It's like my favorite contribution
2: Seth MacFarlane has had to the entertainment industry. Yeah, bringing back Cosmos. Because, mm-hmm. like, I think Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford could be great. Yeah, I know, man. Just know. let them be them. I know. Just let them be them.
3: That dude's been in, he's, he was in development for seven, seven years. years. I'm and, sure he's learned something.
2: And then they they say, oh, here. Uh, this read, this scr- re- here read, read this, this script. Read this terrible script. Read this terrible script about multiple universes. That, like, uh, yeah.
3: Undisputed Phoenix. Hey, friendos, do you think Hangman will turn on Kenny during their tag title reign and lead to a match or evolution between the two in a champion versus champion match? No. I don't see that happening now, but it's very possible that Hangman versus Kenny might happen. In the oh, future. down the
2: future. I think the most likely scenario is is at some point Paige shows up drunk for a match, and that's why they lose their titles. Yeah. Uh, Joe Juarez, what other unique venues can AEW do? So we got a boat. Um, that place in Jacksonville they have the shows is really cool. I like that amphitheater.
3: Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought that was cool.
2: That's a cool place. Um, they should do one at the ECW Arena.
3: Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be cool.
2: That'd be neat.
3: Um, well, they shut down. The, they didn't they demolish the old PWG mm-hmm. place. Yeah, that's a bummer. Although the theater they do it in now, I mean, I know it's a small oh venue. Globe Theater. Yeah, you can't get five thousand. I think it's like twelve hundred or something like I that. I think it's like eight hundred. Is it really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Still, that's a different setting.
2: What about uh, uh other outdoor type places? Oh, like a KOA? Sure. Like That's good. A campground. Water park. Water park. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Have a ring set up in the middle of the, with a lazy river going around it.
3: That's good. Office building.
2: There you go. Well, we were, yeah. just, talking, we're just entering DDT ca- territory now. Yeah. Who wouldn't want that? Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Um. Oh, uh, Double J, ain't he great? Why would they keep using pyro with it being so windy?
3: I'm sure they know what they're doing. Would hope, yeah, You'd yeah. like to assume they know what they're doing, yeah, but I guess you never know. DJ Booty Dan, since the lower thirds now include character development plots, what are some of the most ridiculous ideas to put on w- on AEW characters? Infographics.
2: Inner thoughts. Well, we kind of got that with, with page. It's had a few too many.
3: Yeah, but like you know, if they get really goofy with it, or or or, or is tired, you know, Hangman Page is tired of Young Bucks hanging around, or Nick is the worst Jackson stuff that <laughs> like yeah that. stuff that like uh, stuff here it is things that if like you want inner monologues on there if other people actually watch the if if other characters watch the show that it would be you know re- revelatory to them mm-hmm. you don't want them discovering that stuff by watching the show you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. That's one thing that I, always bugs me about WWE, is those backstage segments where if the opponent would simply watch the show, they would learn what's going on, and it, it ruins the story. I know, and so it doesn't make any sense.
2: Samuel Cruz, do you think AEW will eventually fall into some of WCW's bad habits? Well, so long as they don't hire Vince Russo or or uh, or Eric Bischoff, I think they'll be okay. Well, none
3: of the people. I mean, look, are there. Are there? No, I don't. I don't because WCW's main issue was the inmates were running the asylum. Mm-hmm. And yes, I understand that people on camera are booking the show. I get that, but there is um, there there are consequences. There's culpability. There's yeah. there Tony Khan is there, and I I imagine if you piss that guy off, you're going to get fired. It's not like. You know Nash and Hall locking Bischoff in a broom closet, and nothing's going to happen yeah, to them. Yeah, yeah. If you lock Tony Khan in a broom closet, you're probably going to be fired. Yeah, you're probably going to get fired, and yeah. worse. Yeah. So I think that's the main thing: is that you had all these huge contracts, huge egos running around WCW, and they could they would just do whatever they wanted to do without any fear of consequence. And I think
2: also everybody was looking out for themselves. Yeah. else? And I feel like, at least right now with AEW, they're trying. Like collectively, the EVPS are trying to build a product. I get the for impression. The future, I not get. just yeah. Get themselves over now.
3: They seem. They number one. They've always come off like good people. Mm-hmm. You know. And mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I don't know them personally or anything, but like, they do always come off as fan, very fan friendly. They look like they're trying to put out a product that people will enjoy, and they they are fine being selfless in the product in the mm-hmm. process. They're getting paid a lot of money. Yeah. You know. And so there's I don't know. There's no reason for them to put themselves over necessarily, and that was what a lot of people considered the problem going into the new year. Mm-hmm. So I
2: don't know. Anthony Wood, what do you expect the ceiling for some of the smaller guys, such as Jungle Boy or Marco?
3: I think Jungle Boy can do pretty well. I think he looks. I think he's got everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's going to take some time for him to get his promo on on task. I
2: think of all the smaller guys, Darby Allen right now has got the highest ceiling.
3: I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Be interesting series out in five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hafty. Uh, Darby Allen rides a skateboard down to the ring. What are your favorite entrances involving wheel transportation? Nothing will beat the fan picture taken of Big E being transported to the ring via that little cart thing. At the Rumble, yeah. At the Rumble, was it two years ago? Something like that, yeah. It was that long ass ramp they had, it was huge. It was massive. And they wouldn't show people coming down they'd get on the cart and they drive them down yeah and was it the rumble or mania it was a rumble rumble okay and you know there's one picture of braun and he looks absolutely ridiculous yeah but he's not doing anything goofy because back then he was still the monster yeah and so he's just being very still but he's still looking really goofy and then you see big e and he's got his chest puffed out like this and he's riding it like an emperor would great oh it was amazing that was awesome it's great That and then when Eddie would come out in the lowrider. That was great, too.
2: Well, Stone Cold, when he came out of the SUV, and we consistently and constantly almost crash into something.
3: Oh, yeah. That That was was great. great. Yeah, the Zamboni also. Uh, Also, Hafty, this year's WrestleMania has a pirate theme. We know that Mox himself has one eye and needs to wear a patch to the ring. Is Moxley secretly indicating his desire to return to WWE full-time with a pirate re-debut at Mania? That'd be
2: That'd be crazy. Yeah, puffy, yar. Puffy shirt, yar, yar. Yeah, name. puffy shirt, <laughs> parrot on shoulder, John Moxley. Exactly. That sounds like that sounds like a pirate name to me. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it does Captain Moxley?
3: Yeah, yar, yar. Anyways, uh, is that it for the show today? Uh-huh. All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning. in. We appreciate it, patrons and YouTube channel members. We've got who won Wednesday coming up very Correct. shortly. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned for that. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.
1: You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside.